0: And welcome to Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio. Big nonprofit ideas for the other 95%. I'm your aptly named host of your favorite hebdomadal podcast. Oh, I'm glad you're with me. I'd be stricken with causalgia if you burned me up with the idea that you missed this week's show. Your tech problem is actually a people problem. Wrapping up our 22 NTC coverage. Ananda Roby and Sam Dorman sort out why your nonprofit's technology problem is very likely a people problem, and they share their roadmap to better technology tomorrow. Ananda is with the Center for Action and Contemplation, and Sam is from The Build Tank. On Tony's Take Two, wrapping up National Make-A-Will Month. We're sponsored by Turn 2 Communications. PR and content for nonprofits, your story is their mission. Turn-2.co. And by Fourth Dimension Technologies, IT Infra in a Box, the affordable tech solution for nonprofits. Tony.m.A. slash 4D. Just like 3D, but they go one dimension deeper. Here is your tech problem is actually a people problem. Welcome to Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio Coverage of 22 NTC. You know what that is by now through all the interviews we've been doing. It's the 2022 Nonprofit Technology Conference, and you know that it's hosted by N10, the smart folks who help you use technology as you're doing your important work. With me now are Ananda Roby and Sam Dorman. Ananda is digital uh, Managing Director of Digital Products at Center for Action and Contemplation. Sam Dorman is co-founder at The Build Tank. Ananda, Sam, welcome to Nonprofit Radio. Thanks, Tony.
1: Yeah, thank you so much for having us.
0: A pleasure. Pleasure to have both of you. Your session topic is your technology problem is actually a people problem. Sam can you, uh, can you give us an overview of what folks are uh, often uh, misconstruing about the real problem uh, perhaps at, at their small or mid sized nonprofit:
2: Yeah, absolutely. yeah. My partner Chris and i we you know founded the bill tank to try to help organizations uh, resolve their pervasive technology pain, which is um which is really common. It's just about every organization is struggling under these, these same restrictions where they just don't have the technology that allows them to do what they want to do. And it's holding everybody back and it's uh, creating all num all all kinds of pain points. And so what I think that people don't realize is so often it's not actually a problem with the technology, the symptoms, uh, you know, feel like they're problems with technology, but it's a gap in a certain kind of technology capacity Um, And it's about actually getting the right internal team doing the right types of things, which is sometimes not what people expect it should be. And Ananda is a perfect example of that kind of person. And the team she has built at CAC is a perfect example of what it looks like to go from those sorts of pervasive technology pain points to actually really using leveraging technology to its potential to help increase the organization's impact.
0: Ananda, what are some of the symptoms That you were you were feeling at Center for Action and Contemplation?
1: Yeah. Well, luckily I was so blessed that by the time I came to the CAC, they had already met Chris and Sam and gotten bought in on the digital product team model and investing in structuring technology well. But prior to coming to CAC and previous roles I've had, I did experience at other nonprofits or in higher ed, which has been my kind of career path that really what's most common is you hire folks to do a job and then technology is treated like off the side of their desk. So you might hire a development director who's responsible for fundraising for your organization, but then they're also responsible for, you know, keeping the donation platform up and running and troubleshooting issues, or if you need a new platform, going and finding it and, uh, you know, putting it into place. And so it just means that people, A, have too much work on their plate. So their workload is too much. And then you don't have the right people with the right kind of interests and skills doing the work. And so there's a whole model for how we kind of have distributed ownership and break down the ownership between content folks and technology folks.
0: Okay. You say there's a whole model. Is that, is that part of what your, your session was about?
2: Yeah, exactly. We, so, so we, you know, we pulled together this thing called the roadmap to a better technology tomorrow. So Chris and I, we're always trying to share everything we can as resources. We can work with some organizations like the CAC, but we can't work with every organization. But it also feels like a lot of these things, once you understand the concepts, they're not that hard. They're pretty based in common sense. They're definitely not common practice. But uh, so we try to share everything freely. So we put together this roadmap with just sort of six key steps about here's how you go from where, you're ne- where you are now to building this kind of capacity that's going to be able to supercharge you. So in the in, in the session we just walked through those six steps.
0: Okay, and this is the roadmap to better technology tomorrow.
2: Yeah, you can find that's it. Sounds like, like something
0: the from the nineteen fifties. Yeah, your, your new electric stove is the 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 kitchen of tomorrow for the happy homemaker.
2: That's right. We we kind of did. It's a little bit tongue in cheek. We we like to have a lot of fun with the work that we do, and so we sort of it felt a little bit like it was like Mad Men branding the roadmap yeah, to a better exactly. technology <laughs> tomorrow. Right. Yeah, Yeah, that's what that's.
0: I think of it immediately. Um, But but before we all right, so we'll we'll go through the the roadmap. Sounds uh, sounds very exploratory. What uh, Sam? But why why are we defaulting to blaming uh, faulting technology? Is that is that because it's easier than looking introspectively at our team and our skills and gaps therein? Uh, Well, it's simpler to blame technology.
2: Well, it's understandable. That's where you're feeling the pain. So people just don't have the basic tools that they need if you're trying to accomplish anything. You're trying to, you know, not to use the example of a fundraiser, you're trying to raise money. If you're a communicator, if you're a program person, if you're an executive trying to understand what things are working, the pain point is focused on, ah, we don't have a system that helps us track our donors well or understand their journeys with us. Or a lot of pain is felt with websites, you know, like everybody needs to use the website as a key. It's like your front door. It's also your engagement pathways. It's a key property. And very rarely do organizations have it where everybody who has needs with those properties, with those, with those technology platforms is actually getting those needs addressed. And so you know, they, that's where you feel the pain. But what people don't understand is it's because there's a lack of ownership and a lack of stewardship and it's not a highly technical kind of lack of ownership and stewardship that's missing. It's a highly strategic, highly communication based set of skills that is needed to steward these platforms and make sure that everybody is getting what they need out of them and have sort of a long term oriented view. It's exactly the kind of stuff that Ananda is so strong at.
0: Okay. Okay. So, yeah, I think- so it sounds like the shortcomings uh, manifest themselves in people's performance. Because we don't have the kind of tools we need, you know the the things you ticked off Sam that you're you're more eloquent in describing than I'm going than I would be, so I'm not going to bother. But I'll just say it's everything you just said, but it manifests itself in like poor performance or feeling well, I'll, overworked I'll, or yeah. Or-
2: and I'll just say you know it's sort of like y- you have you 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 want to you get great people around you in an organization. You have a really inspiring um, mission, and you get great people around you, and it's like getting a bunch of expert chefs in your kitchen and then all you give them is a bunch of wooden spoons and you say cook a gour- gourmet meal they just don't have the tools they need yeah, yeah. to make their amazing you know and so what you want to do is you want a situation where you have someone whose job it is to just make cons- consistently enable their colleagues to do better and greater work via those sort of technology systems so okay. the promise of technology is just not commonly realized for most organizations it's just pain up and down yeah. the up and down the books
0: because the people at that dining table are going to say, these chefs suck.
2: Right. Okay. Yeah. And, and I mean, you were going to say something earlier. Back. I'm sorry. Oh, I was, what?
1: No, I was just going to say, I think um, when we say it's a people problem, it's that's not to be misconstrued that it's a problem with the people currently in the organization having a deficit or something. It's usually a people problem because okay. the right staffing to steward your technology has not been put in place so it's really a people problem often in terms of a gap in people for the technology so it's a misconstrued notion that you know when you get technology it would be false to think that good technology is just plug and play you get it off the shelf you plug it in, you play, it works for your org forevermore. Um, that's not the case for anything. Your organization is growing and developing and adapting and evolving. Um, your technology needs to do so as well. But in order to stay on top of that, you have to have the staffing of the folks like me who are responsible for treating that technology almost like a product. So we're gonna make sure it stays up to date, it gets um, serviced and updated and replaced as needed. So I just wanna make sure no one is hearing this as, it's a people problem within your org. I'm sure the people within existing orgs are phenomenal and they likely have too much to do and a full time job. In addition to potentially looking and focusing on technology, you should have a specific stripe within your org that is focused on the technology, much like you have stripes focused on your programs.
0: Okay, thank you. All right. Ananda, are you, uh, are you familiar enough with this to, to uh, launch our journey on the, on the roadmap to, uh, to better technology tomorrow?
1: Oh, uh, well, I've had the benefit of truly like working under Chris and Sam's mentorship for the last six years. So I like to think that I'm very familiar six with years. it. Right. Yeah. Sam and I have kind of been on a little bit of a publicity tour lately. I feel like where Sam, you know, cause he and Chris's brilliant minds are what came up with the kind of roadmap. And then I get to offer a bit of the color commentary about what it looks like in like implementation and actuality versus theory.
0: Okay. Col- color commentator. It's time for a break. Turn to communications. Media relationships and thought leadership. First comes the relationships, then comes the leaderships. Or leadership, but I couldn't pass up the, the rhyme. You got to have the relationships before you can get the leadership, the thought leadership, because you need those relationships so that when an opportunity for thought leadership emerges, either because there's some big news hook or... Or you just have something that is compelling that you need folks to hear. You gotta have, uh, you gotta have the journalists and the other content creators in a position where they're gonna pick up the phone when you call. They're gonna reply when you email. That takes relationships. Turn two knows how to build those relationships. So you got to have the relationships, then you can get heard, then you become a thought leader in your field. Turn two communications, they can help you build those relationships, and while you're working on your messaging, they can help you craft that also, so that you become the thought leader you ought to be, you deserve to be. Turn two communications, your story is their mission, turn hyphen to .co now back to your tech problem is actually a people problem and uh, what about buy in leadership buy in ananda was 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 cac beyond that when you got there you said they had already bought in so had you like had, had you passed that phase is that something you didn't have to deal with
1: I mean, I think it's always ongoing. I'm always telling the stories that it takes to make sure we're investing in technology properly from a capacity and funding and time perspective. But I really was fortunate when I joined the CAC that our executive director, Michael Michael Poffenberger, had attended one of Chris and Sam's talks and really just connected with their approach to technology and wanted them to support the CACs really up upping our game when it came to tech. Um, but one of Chris and Sam's requirements was that uh, if you want to partner with them, you've got to have internal staffing to kind of fill that gap that is all too common when it comes to tech. Um, so hiring my position was basically the organization's response to, this is the direction we're going to head when it comes to structuring our technology, and this is the first position we're going to hire to make that happen.
2: Okay. Tony, maybe right. I'll add, it, it, it's also really important to note that Anand is part of the leadership team now at CAC as the chief of this team. And that's one of the things that we really emphasize is important. You know, the the actually, the first step in the roadmap we were going to talk about is you must be willing to invest. And it's about investing not only resources, but time and care and focus. If technology is not part of what your leadership knows and understands, then you're making decisions sort of devoid of what you can actually do in the world you know, it's like technology nowadays is your arms and legs to do almost anything in the world as an organization. And so, if you have a bunch of people at leadership level making decisions about programs or what you're capable of or timelines or anything like that, without that strong uh, back and forth com- communication with those arms and legs, then you have an organization that sort of lurches forward and can't walk straight. And so it really makes a huge difference when you see a situation like CAC where Nada is there as part of the leadership team able to say yes organization this is what we're capable of and also um yeah we can we can do these trade-offs that we're talking about at a leadership level but here's what we're going to have to deprioritize and here's what we're going to prioritize so it's just sort of a whole different approach of of investing in technology as a key skill set for the organization.
0: Okay and you said that's our first our first of the six steps is investing but not only in the technology, but also in, in the organization, in the people.
2: Well, and that's why we start with saying you have to invest Is you know, it, it, you have to be willing to hire people in this certain type of, uh, you know, this certain type of capability. And that means salary and that means headcount. And that's one of the most expensive things there are. So sure. a lot of times we say, you know, that's you got to hear the bad news first, which is it's going to cost a lot. Uh, Most organizations are woefully underinvested in internally internal technology capacity. And that's just the truth of it. So when, when people come to us and say, you know, is there an affordable way we can do A, B, and C? We say, no. If you want to be good with your technology and get good, meaningful, impactful outputs, you have to invest in terms of resources, in terms of development, in terms of external experts, and in terms of your internal team.
0: Ananda, what, what's the annual budget at the uh, Center for Action and Contemplation and, and how many employees?
1: Yeah, great question. I believe our annual budget is close to about $9 million and we have about 55 employees.
0: Okay. All right. I want listeners to understand the context uh, of what investment means.
1: And Why is I, it the Center that's...
0: for Action and Contemplation? Shouldn't contemplation come first and then comes action after you've given, after you've thought about what it is you might be acting on?
1: You know, one of my favorite things that our founder, uh, Father Richard Rohr says, is that actually the most important word in our title is the word and. Because what is good action without sufficient contemplation? And what is the point of contemplation if it doesn't result in good action? So, and is the most important, regardless of which order those words come in.
0: Okay. All right. Thank you. And uh, thank you, Father, also. All right. Uh, all right. So, um Sam, is there a place for folks who have, a, you know, have a smaller organization, like a I suppose it's like half the size of of CAC's annual budget, like it's four, four and a half, five million dollars. Yeah, is there still a place that that they can improve their relationship? I'm going to say
2: their relationship with technology. It's a great question. You know, we have done this with very large sort of. That's an- two great questions in a
0: row. Um, it's a, it's all downhill from here. So
2: yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, you're
0: not Batting average. It it no, is.
2: batting average is solid so far. <laughs> hey, the, the, we've done this with very large sort of enterprise scale organizations. Yeah. And we've done it with tiny organizations, and people ask me that often. Like, well, you have to be a certain size, and I think the answer is no. You don't have to be a certain size. So. I used to work out of an office where there was social enterprises that were being incubated, and so like people starting, uh, you know, triple bottom line businesses as they used to call them. And what they would do is either the founder uh, would be someone with great technical sort of oversight capability, or your first hire was sort of a CTO or a technical co-founder. And so nowadays it scales down to I think the size of two. If your organization has a headcount two half of that capacity is probably focused on your technology because anyone starting an organization today understands how essential that is to be able to do anything in the modern day world. Mm -hmm. The problem is a lot of old organizations are trying to get away from this really old model of like the tech person in the back corner who just thinks of all things tech and everything tech goes through that person. We often say that's like having a department of paper where everything on paper goes through one person in the back room. It just doesn't make any sense Everything is technology at these days, and you have to be more sophisticated about what who you're putting on what. There's a lot of different skill sets that you need at the table. Most organizations have their traditional IT covered. Most organizations have their super users of technology covered, and almost no organizations have this particular gap, which is technology stewardship.
0: Ananda, what were your uh, credentials before you came to CAC?
1: Yeah, so I... Um i actually studied film in college and i think that really comes from i had an inkling towards technology i really loved editing i loved editing software and afterwards i went to work for a nonprofit. my goal was to actually be in the creative team but as a part of working there a part of my job was using salesforce um, and i was kind of what is traditionally called an accidental admin So using Salesforce for a couple of years, they're like, hey, you're really good at this. Would you be interested in doing this more full-time, learning more, taking on more responsibility? Um, And I said, yes. And I think it's one of the best decisions I ever made. Uh, Unfortunately, our nonprofit went through a pretty massive downsizing. um, So they kind of kept on people who were like the jack of all trades and could do a lot. So I was kept on as primarily uh, the technologist. But I've been working in Salesforce now for about... 12 years. Uh, So now certified Salesforce admin and focus on our digital product team. So I oversee our CRM, web and IT teams for the CAC.
2: Okay. Maybe Tony, I I might add that it's like a perfect background. So, you know, one of the things we say is when you're looking for technology people, a lot of people think that means, oh, we got to, we got to hire a bunch of developers. Um, and that's usually the worst thing you can do. Usually development is something that's not easy, um, to, to hire for, to manage, to, to evaluate the quality of work. And it's one of the best things you, that you can outsource because there are firms that that's their job. That's what they do. That's what their specialty is. But, um, this sort of, this sort of skill set that Ananda is such a master of this sort of like this communication based sort of allyship based, uh, strategic layer of technology stewardship. That comes from all all kinds of backgrounds. And so oftentimes in an organization, people already have people like this that could be amazing stewards of their technology, but they're just not tapped for that. They're not put in the right roles. Mm. Um, so it really is, it, it really opens the, the the floodgates for who can come in and help, as opposed to sort of competing for these same highly technical, um, you know, people with, with with depth in a in a technical area. You're really looking for people who are just, you know, great communicators and understanders of the big picture and allies, natural allies and, uh, for, for their colleagues to help them do everything they do better.
0: I think big picture, big picture technologist is is, yeah. is valuable the way you the way you described it. Let, let's move on to, to our uh, let's continue on our journey. Uh, Sam, what, what you and your partner have. Uh, what's your next? What's what's our next stop? What's our next stop on the journey?
2: We've already been hopping around at a few of these and you can, you can see them on our, on the roadmap, but I'll, I'll I'll mention one piece that Ananda referred to earlier, which is this, this, we have this model of trying to separate out the, uh, just because of a chart we, we created long ago was the blue team and the gold team. The blue team was this sort of tool, optimizers like Ananda and the gold team was the people who are trying to use their tools to accomplish their work. So most most of the people on an org chart in an organization, they might be like fundraisers, communicators, program people, uh, executives, any number of things. They need tools, but they need them to accomplish their work. And like Ananda said, what often happens is they don't have the tools they need. So they sort of finally go out and they're like, I'm going to build a CRM or I'm going to build us a new website. And now they're on the phone with developers and talking about platforms and all the stuff that pulls them out of what their strength is instead of work focusing on their areas of expertise, which could be fundraising or anything else. And you've got these other people like Ananda who are just natural tool optimizers who can sit down with those people, hear what they're trying to do and say, okay, I can go figure out how we do that in technology land. Let me spend all my time on all these crazy paths that that takes. And then we come back together have a meeting and I can tell you the three options and we go from there. So it's, it, it allows people to focus on their areas of expertise. And, and when you see that all of a sudden the, the machine really starts humming a lot more. So uh, summarize the, 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 second stop
0: for us. How would you, uh, I mean, if I, if, if the first one was invest,
2: What's, what's right. the second
0: one? Not that it has to be a single word. I don't mean no, that. No, that's but-
2: fine. The, the second one is differentiate three key areas of technology. So I, that's where I was talking about okay. not just the sort of everything goes through tech, but you've got traditional IT, which is something else, which is setting up your computers, security and software and hardware and all that. That's a different set of skills. Uh, you've got your content users, your, your super users, and then you've got the, the, the team that Ananda leads, which is actually your, your tool optimizer team, your digital product team.
0: Stewardship, too. You call it technology stewardship. Technology
2: stewardship. Exactly. All
0: right.
1: Yeah. I think one of the, um, you know, Chris and Sam have a great one liner that I always love to mention when we're talking about this part of the roadmap, which is that everyone likes to geek out somewhere. And I think that's the importance here is like, are the folks that you have hired within your organization able to focus the majority of their job on what they were hired to do that they're likely experts and excellent in, or are they getting distracted by having to work on tech or technical people having to contribute more to content? So the idea is making sure that folks who like to geek out on development or marketing or creative, customer service, program execution, really get a partner that then is responsible for making sure that we find and build and train on allowing them to have the best tools possible to do their jobs well. Um, And that will just alleviate a lot of dysfunction and a lot of missed opportunity for um, just prioritizing capacity.
0: It's time for a break. Fourth Dimension Technologies. They still have the free offer exclusively for nonprofit radio listeners. You get the complimentary... 24-7 monitoring of your IT assets. It lasts for three months. They'll be monitoring your servers, your network, and your cloud performance. They'll monitor your backup performance as well, all 24-7. If there are any issues, they will let you know ASAP. At the end of the three months, you'll get a comprehensive report telling you how all of this is doing against Different benchmarks that are standard. You know, you want to know how you're, how you're faring compared to where you ought to be faring. And they promise to throw in a few surprises as well. It's all complimentary. It's on the listener landing page. Tony.ma slash 4D. Just like 3D, but they go one dimension deeper. It's time for Tony's take two. National Make a Will Month is coming to an end, so sad. But I am celebrating to the bitter end. We're not letting any of National Make a Will Month go away, leave us without full celebration. And uh, to that end, I've got more ideas, more reasons. Really, they're not just they're they're, they are my ideas. They're my thinking. But these are these are reasons. This is not in the abstract. reasons why wills are the place to start your planned giving. Uh, I've done 13 through 15 already. I'm going to do 15 through um, 13 through 15 already. I'm going to do 16, 17, and 18 the last week of August, and you can see the compendium of reasons at LinkedIn so far. Eventually, they'll be on my blog. But right now, you go to LinkedIn, through the month of August, you will see the cornucopia of reasons why planned giving should be started with wills, simple charitable bequests. So, go to my LinkedIn, and you will see the vast array of reasons. That is Tony's Take Two. We've got just about a buttload more time for your tech problem is actually a people problem with Ananda Roby and Sam Dorman. I'm I'm thinking about fundraising, which is what I, I do. I, I do planned giving fundraising consulting, and I'm thinking about how this applies in fundraising. Like there are people who are great at relationships. But not so good about uh, the simple, the simple, this very simple user task of documenting the relationships and the activity and the steps and things. So, you know, like for them, if there could be some smoother way, like maybe they could dictate instead of having to type, or you know, maybe give them a portable device. You know, they, they can they can do it on a on a on a pad or, or a server, surf- You know, instead of having to carry their laptop or feel like they have to go back to their desktop to to preserve things like that. I mean, I think that's a simple example.
1: It's a simple example, but it's perfect. I mean, that's the epitome of my job is like, what do you need to do in order to do your job well? And if one of those things is documenting your interactions and there seems to be a roadblock to doing that, well, let's find out why. Is it like that you are constantly maybe out in the field doing your work and there's not a good mobile app in order to complete that. So you're having to wait till you get back to your desk. Is the platform you're using, the UX UI, really clunky to use? Are you just not trained? Have we not provided the reporting that then shows the return on your investment so you have this incentive to see all how all of your work is paying off? There's not necessarily a single or simple answer. So the trick is understanding the need and the reason and the why behind that need, understanding what the roadblock is, and then alleviating that. And that's different for different people. Some people, it might be a technology use uh, issue and other people it might be not understanding the need or the reward behind doing it well. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. So well said. And, you know, when you hear Ananda talk, you can just imagine the power of having a colleague like that, who's just sort of a heat seeking missile for problem solving and knocking, knocking hurdles out of people's way. It completely flips the sort of traditional dynamic that you have for technology, which is If you got a problem, submit a ticket and we'll get to it when we can. You know, that's like the opposite of what Anana and her team are doing. They're out there being like, Tony, you're we, you know, you're out there trying to fundraise for us. We want you to succeed. You're our colleague, you're our ally. Like, how can we help you do that better? And what you find is that once people realize they have that kind of a a team on board, those sort that kind of allies in place the ideas just come fast and furious. Hmm. And then the ROI just sort of spikes where all of a sudden everybody is more powerful and more effective with the hours in their day. It, the ROI it is just unbelievable, but it starts with that upfront investment.
0: I see. All right.
2: Continue us on the roadmap. Well, we, yeah, we've been getting a lot of this. So, so right, we differentiate just, those areas yeah. of technology. You build right. this team, a technology accelerator team or a digital product team like Anand has talked about. And then it's all about hiring the right kinds of people, which we've talked about, that sort of strategic stewardship level, layer. And then one thing we didn't talk about is insourcing and outsourcing the right things. I, I did mention this idea that you don't want to generally insource uh, development. You want to hi- work with external partners Actually, the last step of our roadmap, we call make magic with external partners. And even though that's sort of flowery language, it, we chose that on purpose because when you have the right dynamic, you have a, you know, sort of a superhero internally, like Ananda working with a really skilled external developer or external firm, giving sort of depth of strategic and technical expertise, like the build tank. Well, the build tank, but uh, us on a certain you know, a certain type of uh, work that they're doing, but also for their, for their web work, they working with a terrific web firm and for their CRM work, they're working with a terrific CRM firm and not just, you know, the traditional thing is just handing the work out to somebody and then they do whatever they do and they deliver it and good luck. And on day one, you know, you you figure out whether you can use it or not. It's the opposite of that. It's just very much an ongoing partnership. I just probably let Ananda talk about this because that's where you see a lot of the power. It's not about building a team internally that's going to do everything. It's Mm -hmm. about building a team that's going to steward it, figure out who are the right players that you need on the field.
1: Yeah, I think often like this part of what the roadmap that we talk about can be very surprising to folks, especially if you're saying like, hey, build a technology team. And the first thing is maybe not to hire like an extra under the hood, super incredible ten times certified developer. Um, That's not what we would look for as a first hire. It doesn't mean you're not gonna grow and expand into needing that kind of expertise within your org. Um, But for me, technical knowledge is one of the easiest things to learn. And like Sam said, to contract for. So yeah, what we want to ensure we're not doing is outsourcing the brains. Because if you do that, then you really risk making bad investments and bad prioritization. So you might be doing the wrong work or not actually getting at the root of what's needed. Uh, Because truly, like no one has better knowledge of the needs and nuances and changes of your organization than someone internally. So you need someone internally who is truly tasked with owning and stewarding, you know, the strategy, technical work and investments for your uh, platform the way that we do that is like, you know, we do all of our own admin work inside and then we have a phenomenal partner for our Salesforce team that if we need any coding or high level development, there's not enough of that work for us to need to staff a full time position, but we have a great partner that we can outsource that work to. Um, but again, like Sam's saying, it's not just an outsourcing. We don't have a partner that's just an order taker. They're not just like, yes, we'll do it they really come to the table and we expect and ask of them to bring their wisdom and their critical thinking and their partnership so that they up our game. So they're just not executors. They're actually asking Mm. questions and giving advice about how we're investing in our technology as well. So we get an additional phenomenal external partner um, on our work.
0: Ananda, I can see why you said earlier that you're constantly making the case for a particular technology investment. You know, what's the what's the return going to be? How is this going to improve our efficiency? You know, I can see how you're regularly making this case, these cases.
1: all the time yeah you know and we started with um moving the or creating a crm team internally and advocating for this type of investment on crm structuring the team in this way finding the external partners in you know replacing old platforms that were not performing well with newer technology um and then a few years down the road you know went back to chris and sam i think our executive director went back and said hey we're experiencing a lot of pain on the web. Like what's going on over here? And they're like, it's the same issue. You've got to treat and staff your web technology like you have CRM. So we brought web into the fold and made the same kind of advocacy and same kind of investment for internal staffing, internal stewardship, and external partners.
2: Yeah. And you know, Tony, I think you see the same sort of like, when there's pain, there's turfiness because people are just fighting to get the basics of what they need to do their work. So they say, no, this is ours. We're going to hold on to this. this is, you know, I had to go build a new website, so I'm going to hold on to this with everything I got. Once you have a team like Ananda hired this amazing uh, uh, product manager for web, Jesse Jones, once Jesse's in there, people are only too happy to sort of let go of control because they know that she is going to look out for their needs and do it 10 times better than they could have done it themselves And meanwhile, they get to do their fundraising or communications or program work and focus on that. So it's just this process of getting everybody optimized onto the skills that they are best suited for and the things they love to wake up in the morning and geek out on. You know, what better option is there that one, you've got the tools all that that you need and two, you get to do the work you're excited about with them. It's, you know, a lot of it is common sense, but it's about bringing the right types of people in.
0: Ananda, what have we not talked about yet that uh, you want folks to know about this, uh, the process or the investment, maybe questions that came during your session that you think are uh, were, were valuable?
1: Yeah, let's see. What have we not covered yet? We've covered a lot.
0: Well, Nonprofit Radio is a comprehensive podcast. I, I, hope, I hope you're not surprised by that.
1: I expected nothing less. Right? Oh, thank Sorry. you
0: very much. Thank you. That's the validation I'm looking for. Thank you. It's Very important to me. It's very important.
1: Um, I would just say, I think the only other thing that um, I have discovered in my work here that um, is important is often you, people can start conflating um, digital product team members with more like traditional IT. And so one of the things that has become important about my role is really protecting my team's time and their remit. So often, you know, when you put these really ally oriented folks onto your staff and they start fixing all of these pain points or debacles and make things run smoothly and get improved and uh, partner with your gold team members, your content members, um, you can start to develop a reputation as almost like a fixer. And so one of the things is then all of a sudden you're getting all kinds of questions like, Hey, can you fix this printer? Can you work on my computer? Can you do this? So I think, you know, we touched on it earlier about the three different areas of technology, but really keeping that distinction and not letting you know IT and digital products kind of become one in people's minds, because then all of a sudden you have folks who really have the potential to be force multipliers for your organization, whose time ends up getting eaten up by you know fixing. Yeah, they're installing printers that are important, but they're not really what the remit of this right. team
0: is. Installing printer drivers. Right. Exactly,
1: which is so important. If you need to print, that's important to your job, yes, but that's not a force multiplication for the productiveness and the mission of your organization.
0: Sam, so same question different for different you. Skill set. So, say that again, Ananda.
1: So, I just said it's a different skill set and they should be treated right. and maintained separately.
0: Sam, same question for you. Anything you'd like to uh, you'd like to add that we haven't talked about yet?
2: No, I, I, it, indeed, it has been very comprehensive, and I appreciate the time to talk about it. I, I guess I would just say um, that the, the, this path is very possible. Organizations can make this transition. And like we say, you, it, there's no shortcut. You have to put in the time, the focus, and the resources. You have to care enough uh, to really invest and to invest in all those ways. But you can walk down this path. That's why we've tried to share these resources as, as on, openly as we have it's all there, like at the slash roadmap. You can read through it. Um, it's just about the sort of common sense of things are not going to be great unless you have great people stewarding them, just like every area of your organization. So I guess the thing I want to I just want to offer some hope to people who are struggling under the burden of systems that hold them back instead of supercharge them, that it is possible. You know, It's not possible without investment, but with the right investment and the right structures, it is possible that everybody has the tools they need to work more effectively, to be more happy at their work, to be more mm-hmm. effective at the end of the day, and to have more impact.
0: And you'll find the resource at thebuildtank.com slash resource roadmap. So roadmap, of course, yes. slash roadmap, thebuildtank.com tank, slash roadmap. Right. which is the roadmap to better technology tomorrow yeah. for our happy homemakers in <laughs> 1950s. All right. That's Sam Dorman. He's co-founder at The Build Tank. And also Ananda Roby, managing director of digital products at Center for Action and Contemplation. Ananda, Sam, thank you very, very much for sharing. Thanks, Tony. It was fun.
1: Thank you so much for having us. It was Pleasure. Fun.
0: Thank you. And thank you, listeners, for being with Tony Martinetti nonprofit radio coverage of 22 NTC. Next week, we now return to our regularly scheduled non-22 NTC programming, Principles of Sustained Fundraising with Larry Johnson. If you missed any part of this week's show, I beseech you, find it at TonyMartinetti.com. We're sponsored by Turn 2 Communications, PR and content for nonprofits, your story is their mission. Turn 2.co. And buy Fourth Dimension Technologies. Yes, IT Infra in a Box, the affordable tech solution for nonprofits, but also get the free offer, the listener offer. All of it's at tony.ma slash 4D. You know, just like 3D, but they go one dimension deeper. Our creative producer is Claire Meyerhoff show's social media is by Susan Chavez, Mark Silverman is our web guy, and this music is by Scott Stein. Thank you for that affirmation, Scotty. Be with me next week for Nonprofit Radio, big nonprofit ideas for the other 95%. Go out and be great.